Hey everybody, you're listening to Johnny Secret Stash. This is John Goldman and uh, got Adam Conley here. Adam, what's going on? Not much, how are you? All right, pretty good. We're on uh, WRHC 106.7 FM. <laughs> Someone's calling. And uh, 93.5 WRX, WRHZ out of uh, Sawyer, Michigan. Uh, we've got a very special guest tonight, today. It's Blake Vissing from Modern Vultures. Adam is also in that band. And just to get us started, we're going to check out one of their newest songs off of uh, their brand new album. And here we go.
That was great. That, that was uh, uh, Deserts and Oceans off your brand new album. And we have Blake Vissing here in the studio. Blake, welcome. Good Thank to you. have you here. Thanks. And, um, you know, we, uh, we've, we've talked before. You were on the show before. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you guys, uh, Modern Vultures, are going strong. I mean, you've, uh, I remember, uh, well, you played during COVID. You played um, at uh, that Music in the Park thing. That was very well attended. And... Um, big blast i remember it was like the first big outing of covid like in mid-july <laughs> and everyone like came out with their masks and yeah and uh their lawn chairs and uh you know we're just so happy to see everybody you know i just <laughs> uh, even from far away it was just kind of nice to to be able to see people yeah. uh, what else did you guys do during covid i mean did you uh other than having that show i don't think you played any other shows during that time period no it was um it was very strange being kind of the most uh, inspirational, productive time followed immediately by the most unproductive time I think we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so every, everything quit and you couldn't go to work and couldn't do anything. And, you know, I had some songs that were originals for the Modern Vultures project. And we had talked about maybe doing you know, let's do three or five or whatever and get them recorded and get, get some music out there for people to listen to. Um, and that was the plan. And then the world shut down and, um, I took it probably in a span of maybe two weeks or something. I took that three to five song idea and turned it into a 13 song concept album with a story arc that goes all the way through. And, um, you know, just kind of into this wow. whole other... So you were actually pretty busy at yeah. that time. Yeah. That's I, so cool. I kind of went a little overboard with it, I think, at that I point. No, listen to you. Good. You use your time effectively. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just thinking back, you know, during COVID, it was like, so because of like less activity, mm-hmm. just less got done, you know? Well, it, so that's, that's yeah. what happened next. I mean, <laughs> I, I made this 13 song thing and I had all these songs and they were right there and ready to go and... And I was all inspired, and then I was like, let's get together and do this, but obviously we can't right now, but when yeah. we can, and that when we can just kind of kept not happening and right. not happening. Um, and, you know, I think I think just as everyone else did, you know, you kind of just didn't really do much anymore. Yeah. And it was hard to kind of get back on track. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much how I, I think it went for a lot of people. Yeah, either... Uh, I, you know, people, I think that still had to do, had to work, you know, central workers and stuff like that. Um, somehow they were, you know, doing even more than anyone else, mm-hmm. but everyone else who kind of got stuck at home, it was like hard to do the first thing. Like it, it was just hard to get motivated to do much of anything at all. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I mean, in, in retrospect, I think it allowed a big reset. 
mm-hmm. you know, gave everyone an opportunity to just kind of like decide, hey, what's really important here? You know, what, uh, 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 w- you know, what do I want things to look like when I can go back out? You know, what are, what are the things that I really like to do? And, uh, you know, if, if people were getting unemployment, then it made it that much easier for them to not be stressed about, about that kind of stuff. And uh, some people were able to make more in unemployment than they <laughs> were, you know, in their regular jobs. And so, sure. you know, it worked out pretty well. Socking money away, buying, you know, things that they didn't, wouldn't have normally been able to do. <laughs> but uh, Guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, you had that, that creativity spark at that early point. And uh, so with these 13 songs, it, well, okay, so that, I would guess, is what became the album that uh, we just played from. Is that, is close. So the yeah. song the song we just listened to um, is is actually the the title tracks of the album is going to be called Deserts and Oceans. Oh, okay. Um, there are so this this album that we that we've just put out is um, actually a hundred percent live recording uh, from the livery in Benton Harbor. Okay, gotcha. So these songs were intended for its own concept album, but as like a teaser or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you. Yeah, and I, some some of the tracks that are on here, um, they're not going to be on the new oh, album. Okay. They're you know just some old things that we played, or you know things that we played and liked that didn't quite fit in my story arc that I created. And, oh, cool! And so you know, um, this was a good opportunity for some of those songs to kind of uh, have a recording for us in this live setting because we're not going to be focusing on on them in right on the actual studio stuff. So. Oh, okay, all right, so. I get it. The, what you put together, this concept album, is uh, just continues to be in the works. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's um, the the songs are there. I mean, some of them, uh, one of them, we just we just practiced or tried for the first time yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the guys came over for practice, and we've kind of got our 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 live show is is really solid, especially after this this livery show. You know, yeah. we we really practiced for that and. Uh, so we kind of know what we're going to play if we're going to be playing out in public. Um, and so we're starting to work on new stuff. And so I just introduced one of the new songs or one of the concept album songs, um, at practice yesterday and we got our first crack at it. Cool. Well, let's back up. So modern vultures, Mm -hmm. Blake Vissing, you're the lead guitar player or rhythm guitar player, but lead vocals. Yeah. Yeah, co-lead maybe yeah yeah <laughs> and then adam conley who uh guest uh, our co-host here today and, yeah. and co-host generally but here today well, yeah. <laughs> and uh today. so adam you're like the lead guitar player i don't even think they put a microphone in front of you do they no thankfully <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a mic but, I mean, we I, both we both played leads yeah uh, and yeah. rhythm and stuff so that was just we, kind of a yeah all oh, right, yeah. and then oh. then we got Dustin Lau on on uh, bass. Yeah, and Dustin is maybe the busiest bass player I've ever seen. He's oh, uh, absolutely. He's in two other bands, three other bands. He's with Andrew Fisher Quartet. He's playing with. Uh, is he playing with Mike Strune in the Handy Sands or no? no that's that, Mike Nelson. Yeah, that Nelson's in that. Um, yeah. But uh, Dustin's playing with the Sipians. Oh, okay. Dustin's playing with the Sipians. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, there might be one more. In there, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> He'll play with. I mean, he he has the ability to play with anybody that will yeah, offer out. I mean, I know he was monster. with Federson for a while, and oh, that's right. He go, you know, 
whenever somebody's got something and they need a part, I know I know he played a couple shows with the backups when they were playing. Yeah, that's yep. right. He's, yeah, he gives lessons. Yeah, he gives lessons. He just has that, that <laughs> bass play, bass guitar around his neck all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Matt Sid being on drums. Yeah. What a great lineup you guys put together. And Matt's in like, what, maybe two other bands, three other bands? Sipian Family Band, and he's with Mike Strew and yep, yep. Handy Sands. And uh, I don't know, there might be another one in there. But, uh, yeah, I think he's in he's, is he he with backs the backups, up the backups. Yeah. I think, yeah. Right. Yeah, the backups are the vocalists, uh, Meredith George and uh, Morgan Ingle and Leslie Sipian. And then they have a backup, they have a band backing them up, and yes. and I th- I forgot what uh, those guys are called, but it, uh, Nate is on guitar, Nate Sipian, yep. and then it sounds like Dustin's on. Oh no, <laughs> but Matt's on drums. Uh, anyway, um, I just love that there's all this crossover, and you guys all play so nicely together, and and you know step up and, and uh, play with each other. And, uh, so it was kind of fun to. Well, you know, I, I had to mention to uh, Matt and Dustin the other day after our last show. It was uh, they've been practicing for Scipion uh, family band shows that are coming up, and we played our Modern Vultures show. And after the show, I I told them both. I said, "You guys like it, it's so cool that you're playing in the Scipion family band because you now sound better together in our band." That's <laughs> you know? right. And it, like yeah. those two guys are really really locking together in a, in a uh, great way. And man, what a rhythm section to have for sure for any of these acts in the area. Those guys are going to know each other better than they know themselves before too long. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what, um, so let's uh, talk about the, the concept album that sure. is, you know, on the verge of you're going into production on, yeah. um, you know, what is the concept behind it? What's uh, the storyline behind it? If you feel comfortable talking about that. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I could, I could go into way too much detail, but the um, the the general idea. Uh, I mean, it's it's a story that follows uh, a main character. Um, it start he he wakes up in the desert with no memory, right? And he does, he doesn't know where he is or or what he's doing. And um, you know, obviously, in that sort of a barren situation, he has to try and find something to survive. Um, and basically, the 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 whole story follows um, him from that beginning. Um, making his way all the way to the ocean's edge um, where there's a civilization, um, you know, and there are things that happen and, and, you know, move the story along. And and then he realizes that what he's been looking for all along was kind of the journey itself, um, and he starts his travel back. So that is the story Uh uh, in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a really great... um, you know, generally just a great story. The whole idea of, you know, basically being in the present and, uh, and enjoying the ride, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, ever, you know, you get this goal, but, uh, if you're not paying attention to what's happening along the way, then you're missing, you're missing out on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what was, was there, did you kind of write it in the order of that chronology or did you, uh, no, no, not at all. Um, so, honestly, the whole concept came to me because I was struggling to write lyrics. So this is right after um, everything shut down, and uh, I was, you know, writing riffs and riffs and just all kinds of things that I wanted to make into songs. Um, and I was like, "What am? What do I write about?" You know? And, yeah. 
And I didn't really want to write about the world shutting down. And, you know, that wasn't like something that yeah. was very uh, important to me at the time. Um, and so I kind of looked at some of the some of the songs that I had um, that had similar themes um, and they became, you know, almost the outer edge of the puzzle, you know, that you have to do first. Um, and I, I kind of put them in an order and wrote the story to that. Uh, and then I started filling in the songs in between with lyrics that made the storyline uh -huh. get from, you know, this song to that song. And right. Then, you know, how do we get from that song to this song? You know, these things have to happen. Um, and so initially I used the concept as uh, uh, basically a crutch for writing lyrics. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and then it, it, you know, just kind of expanded from there. Um, and we kind of put together some ideas of, you know, sonically should things that happen in, you know, the ocean setting have a different, you know, guitar tone than the ones that have been in the desert setting and things right. like that. And so, you know, those are, those are the kind of details that we're starting to get into now. Uh, like I said, we're, we're still learning some of the songs yeah. uh, for it. And, but I think once we have all those kind of in order, then, then that's when we really start to get creative with the extra yeah. bits. And, Is um, Deserts and Oceans a song we just heard? Does that come in at the beginning of this chronology, or is it more? It does, yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's, um, it's you know, it's kind of a, I don't want to say overture, but it's kind of you know you have you have like the the. Why not? Quadrophenia's got yeah, an overture. Right, exactly. Tommy probably. I think hey, Tommy's got an overture too. But you have yeah. you have kind of the you know the introduction or or you know him waking up and not knowing what's going on. Um, and then this is the first song where he kind of like, he has to go do something. He has to move. He has to, yeah. you know, find something or he's not going to survive. And uh, so this is, this is where that happens. Yeah, right at the I gotcha. Uh, do you, um, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you kind of had a bunch of riffs in, in line or mm -hmm. in mind and uh, you were struggling for the lyrics. So uh, is that generally how things go when you're writing? Well, for me, yeah. I, um, you know, I do this... I, I do this thing that uh, my Stephanie, my partner Stephanie, she actually calls it mumble loaf instead of meatloaf um, because I will do these recordings on my phone uh, where, I, where I'm just playing a thing on guitar that I like and I'm just making sounds with my mouth, uh -huh. you know, and, and some of them rep are, are similar to vowel sounds or consonant sounds. And a lot of times I will just do that first so that I can remember, you know, melody and rhythm, rhythmic combinations and things that I like or yeah. a way I want it to feel. Um, and then I will go back in uh, a lot of times and try to write words that, that basically can fit. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll have a concept or, or, you know, I want to write this song about this thing and, you know, I will, I will go from there. Uh, but sometimes it's even more simple than that where it's like, well, it sounded like I was saying I something, something in that, that part. So I'm going to uh -huh. write a song around that thing that it sounded like I said. <laughs> Well, that's great, though. I mean, it's like the music comes to you first, and then the the mute, the lyrics or the storyline of the song is sort of secondary. Do you? Uh, and you usually have sort of a melody in place, and mm -hmm. it sounds like you know, and a lot of your songs are um, like the one we heard, where um, I don't even know like what genre you'd call it, and I'm sure you don't want to be you know genreized with uh, in that kind of a limiting way, but 
you know, you've got this kind of uh, heavy beat going on and you've got um, a little bit of, um, you know, almost like uh, not shoegaze, not mm-hmm. not uh, even, um, you know, like uh, Pacific Northwest kind of sound. Definitely your own sound, but uh, it's, you know, it's not m- melodic in the same way as... Uh, like a love song is never mm-hmm. necessarily going to be, or things like that. So uh, when you're when you're you know you've come up with um, a melody, come up with the the music kind of it thing. Do you then kind of match the lyrics to the tone of the melody that you put into place? Uh, I I guess sometimes. I mean, a lot of that I think comes afterwards. So it's it's. Um uh, you know, even in the new song that we were just working on yesterday, I I realized, you know, I'd played it by myself on my guitar, you know, a hundred times or whatever before yeah. the band came over. But when they all started playing their parts over it, and it, it it's almost like I have no idea how to sing this song. I had to like relearn it all over again. Oh, right. And, um, you know, I'm sure they hear me. I'm sure you guys hear me do it all the time where it's like, you know, here's this new song I wrote and then I sing it and it's like, God, I hope it doesn't sound like that for real. (laughs) Um, But, you know, once I play it with the band, you know, 10 times or something, then all of a sudden I I like find where it should be. And I think, um, you know, that, that sonically some of the things that I do with my voice to match um, it comes after that point, you know, oh, okay. it's, um, yeah, I think a lot of times conditionary to, uh, you the know, fullness, where, you got to yeah. get the, the fullness of the whole band Us playing behind being loud. <laughs> you guys being, yeah, making it louder and not just your acoustic guitar and stuff like that. You compose on an acoustic guitar usually often. Yeah. I've, I've started trying not to, um, just because what I end up doing when I, when I, compose on an acoustic guitar i end up uh accidentally making like um rhythmic things sounding you know mm. almost like i'm trying to do a drum beat i used to play a lot of solo acoustic shows oh yeah um, you know where i'd so stand up in a coffee that. shop for two hours or whatever yeah. and so yeah i would you know i would have to make the guitar sound like there was some bit of bass and treble happening at the same time and there was some bit of you know rhythmic tapping like just chugging along um and so when i would write by myself, I would find myself doing those things. Then I would bring the song to the band, uh, and it was like, you know, well, what do I play here? Or, or you know, what do I play here? And, and Dustin was, I think, really the one who was like, why don't you just play something simple, and I will do that on the bass, and that way you can focus on singing. Um, and that really, I mean, it helped me one sing better and it, you know, cause I was trying yeah. to do all these complicated lines and sing at the same time. And, um, I think it made, you know, some of the, the band parts fall better into place as well, because, you know, why was I doing that low end on my guitar when I have a bass player? I mean, that was, right, you know, that's like, right. why is, you know, what was the point of that? So, um, yeah, I think that, that just getting, uh, you know, getting away from that and using the electric guitar um, kind of puts me in the mode of like, just imagine that there's something else there and what are you actually going to play uh-huh. while you're singing? Yeah. Um, you know, what are the, the bare bones of this song? You know, I don't have to be the one that makes it sound cool anymore because I've got these guys to do that. <laughs> right. You know, they like I am just kind of doing the melody and, you know, uh, using the guitar as something to make it sound cooler. Right. Um, 
but the the rest of the band is they're the ones playing the song you know they're the ones that that make it sound yeah. good that, that do what it should do so I, you know the thing i love about you guys is that you're one of the few bands that uh, are really playing almost entirely um you know original music mm. and you do have your own covers that you guys do but you do them in a way that is just you know so extraordinary it just yeah. uh Really, it's your own version of the songs that it's not just covering the song, you know, right. you've made it your own. But the, you know, everything else is uh, all these original tunes. It's uh, it's really great. And we've um, I mean, we've definitely done that on purpose. Um, we, you know, I played with Dustin and other bands before and, you know, we'd get stuck playing a bar for four hours or whatever it is they'll hire you for. You yeah. know, and at the end of it, I, my voice is completely gone and, you know, I'm exhausted and right. <laughs> it was, uh, kind of a scene that I, you know, it's, it's fun, but it wasn't something I really wanted to do anymore. Um, and I, I brought the project to Dustin initially and I said, you know, if we're going to do this, we're not there, there's not going to be as many places to play, you know, if we're doing only original music. Um, because we, you know, we knew everybody that owns every bar and right. four cities right around here, you know, That's so right. like we could play anywhere if they were willing to pay. But, uh, you know, this is, this is something different. This is we we've had to um, seek out uh, places that are more accepting of the original music. You know, mm -hmm. we're trying to not necessarily be just a band for hire, um, but you know, something a that destination, uh, band. right? Yeah. Right. Um, we don't want to be the background entertainment as much as the focus. That's right. Well, and, you guys did your album at the the livery and right. just a couple months ago. And uh, that is exactly the kind of environment that they have there. People go there to listen to the music, right? And that's one of my favorite things about that place. Uh, it's such a it's such a great place in general. I mean, just the fact that it's there is something like that around here, yeah, um, is is fantastic. You know, they've got their their PA is always set up and ready, and they've got a resident sound guy ready to run. And, right. Um, you know, it's a as a as a musician that plays it's you know you feel like you're feel like you're really doing the real deal when you play over there right and, right and they do a good job yeah they do so um I, and i remember the show i think i couldn't make it to the show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and i always do try to make it to your shows but yeah, you've been to uh, most of them I, yeah. Yeah, I try yeah. to make it but uh you know they um they do such a good job on on the uh, pa and, and the system mm -hmm. as it's going but looks like they also had the ability to record and then we're helping to clean up the you know the copy that they recorded and, and that's essentially what your um what your latest album is that's on spotify that's um it was recorded there yeah you got a chance to clean it up and put it on cd and yeah it out. so i don't i i don't know i so chris story um was running sound that night uh -huh. who uh, adam said he's known for wow. many many yeah. years yeah and, um you know, Matt Sipian being yeah, their other resident sound right. guy that they have. <laughs> you know, we kind of had a, a bit of an in yeah. uh, with the guys behind the scenes there. But, uh, you know, uh, Chris said he was willing to, you know, give it a whirl uh -huh. kind of a thing. And, and I don't, um, you know, I don't know if this is like a, like a service that they're looking to offer or if it was a friendly favor uh, kind of a thing. But we you know, we talked to him about it and he said, well, I've got, I've got the capabilities. I've got my laptop. I'll see what I can do. Um, and then, you know, we, we hired him to kind of mix it down for us. Yeah. Um, 
and you know he sent over tracks and then he sent over new mixes of tracks and uh -huh. he sent over new mixes and it seemed like at least from my end that he was having fun kind of messing around like with it, it too you know and and um so yeah finally it was like man no these are these are sounding great and um so we took i took those um and it was the full show i think we played for two hours or something there um it was like 22 songs yeah yeah we had oh, the, there was oh, quite a night? few uh -huh. songs on there um handful of them were covers and uh you know we kind of we kind of sifted through and and you know we, we decided that we didn't want to publish anything that wasn't an original track so yeah. those were easy to cut that, out all the covers that would have probably made it a little more complicated right. too getting it on there and then right yeah, you have to, and yeah exactly like um but then you know we were left with Jeez, but I think it was 14 or 15 original songs um, that we, you know, then had to kind of pick through and decide, you know, do we want to just throw them all out there or do we want to pick the best, you know, three songs or, uh, you know, how do we do that? And we were going back and forth and we said, everybody pick your favorite five, you know, everybody from the band, pick your favorite five and we'll do the, you know, we'll see what ones match up and do those. And, um you know, it it came down to it, and I I sent a text at one point, and I was like, you know, I see this song we made this error, this song I talk for a long time in the middle of it to the audience, and like let's not post that, and you know, yeah, we were able to just kind of eliminate some that we didn't necessarily want, um, you know, out in you know the internet land, right? And uh, that left us with what we've got, and so we we kind of took those nine songs and. Was there a point when you were thinking like, okay, well, we'll just have maybe three and have it as a disc that we can, you know, maybe sell at shows, but have it as a example of our work if you wanted to play at a particular place? Was there a thought like that, or did you know that you wanted to put out a full album? We no. So our our <laughs> purpose, I guess, in this was just to have something. Adam, um, Adam laughing over yeah. there. <laughs> it went back and forth a bunch of times. Oh, it okay. did. It, it did. Uh, it was all of them, then it was five, and then it was seven, then it was six, and it ended up being nine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. But it was, um, you know, I think what what we wanted to do was basically just get something out there. Um, you know, we've been playing shows for a while, and people have seen us out, um, you know, and I have to say, every time we play into the microphone, we're working on this album, you know, we're going to put out yeah. some music, and you'll be able to hear us eventually. Uh, but, you know, we, we haven't spent the money to get like a banner or anything. And, you know, we sold some T-shirts there for a while and and stuff like that. But, you know, in doing an original music project, getting our name out and recognizable um, was a huge thing. And we started to get messages, you know, like, hey, I looked you guys up and I couldn't I couldn't find anything to listen to. Right. You know, like, what do, what do you guys sound like or, you know, different things like that. Um, and so our, you know, our ultimate goal is still do concept album, still get, yeah. you know, studio recordings, uh, sounding really good and, and, you know, make these songs the, to their fullest potential. Um, but we had this opportunity with these live songs to where, you know, Hey, this actually came out sounding really good. And, and of course it's not perfect. I mean, there's, you know, I could count out a <laughs> plenty you, handful you can hear of it. Yeah, errors yeah. in every single one on there but you know it's uh we played it live so i think there's a yeah. there's a bit of sure there's uh, that understanding with live there. music yeah, exactly. you know it's not gonna so we we had this album and and you know or these songs and we said well let's at least get this on there it's easy enough you know it was fairly inexpensive to go through a distribution website and put it on you know apple and spotify and 
and Pandora and any any of the things that are streaming music. Um, and so it was it was much more a you know I guess I guess marketing or just kind of getting the sound out there. Um, move rather than you know like we are not super interested in our fractions of a penny that we're going to get back from this distribution right. but you have somewhere to point people to right and and, and, it's, and it was also a good exercise in understanding the process absolutely um, I mean the recording was was pretty reason I mean you guys just played yeah. and then it got happened to be it happened to be recorded right. right and and then there was obviously the cleaning up of the tracks and the yeah. you know uh, do you know what he did to clean up the tracks? So like, you know, increase the volume on this or take out he, this thing? Or Yeah, so, I mean, that's the that's the mixing part. You know, he um, had to do bits of those or, or you know, I think I think he may have even, I, I accidentally muted my guitar at one point <laughs> and then unmuted it. And I think he just copy and pasted, like, the line of my oh, next line onto it because wow, I was like, I clearly cool. remember not playing at that part, but I can hear myself. That's so, so cool. So, yeah, he, I think he definitely fixed some stuff for us. And then, you know, mixing-wise, he, he sets the levels and even, even panning, you know, doing left and right stereo uh-huh. um, stuff. Um, and so that's what we got from him. Then we just used an online service for uh, mastering, which is kind of uh, more into uh, the EQs of uh-huh. the track as a whole, uh-huh. um, you know, and, and getting it to sound like a more polished, you know, kind of professional thing. Um, Consistently loud at, at throughout the right the throughout the song. Yeah, uh-huh. and so you know, doing doing the online service you know you pay somebody hundreds of dollars to sit at your track with your track for hours and actually do the mastering and you know this was well 10 bucks a song or whatever it was Uh, online you know so it was clearly a computer just you know algorithm algorithm. doing it uh but you know for for what we were trying to get out of it i think it was it was perfect and and you know i think it came out sounding uh better than we expected both from chris's uh, you know, own handiwork, um, and you know, then a little bit of a little bit of tweaking that the the internet robots did for us on uh-huh. top of it. You know, and then how did you actually get it onto Spotify and Pandora? Did you have to? There's like, do you now have an agent or a or a manager or something along those no, lines? We are, we are still self published. Um, uh-huh. There's a there's a website um, that you can go on and. Uh, you know, for a nominal fee, um, you can upload, they take singles or you can do an album or, or whatever it may be. Um, but you upload it onto there and then they distribute to all their partner websites, um, you know, which are, uh, it's the list is like, I don't know, like 50 something websites, like Uh most of them I'd never even heard of. Oh, interesting. Um, But you're out there then. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So they, they, they put it on, on all these places. Um, you know, and it's it's a one-time fee. It's not like a subscription or anything. Yeah. So you know, and they they take care of all of that. Um, but then you have to go back in. You know, I have to go back into Spotify and claim my actual oh, page. Oh, and, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, so you have to go through each one to make sure that you uh, you're set up the way you want to be set up with them because they just send out the the, the songs themselves. Just yeah. The, just the tracks. Right. Oh, I see. So so then, um, what about this album or the picture of the dog or bear or wolf or it's a bear bear yeah. all right no it looks, it looks kind of like a bear yeah for sure <laughs> i mean it looks it uh doesn't look like you know a stick figure bear yeah. by any means did you draw that no it's a photograph of um a, a 
one of those giant like prehistoric bears or something from the field museum. Oh, cool. I was at the field museum with Aiden, my, my son, like, I don't know, five years ago or so, four years ago maybe, and I took that picture and then like just over time just chopped it up and edited it and like, yeah. like tweaked the colors on it and just made it weird looking and stuff. And we were, we were when the, this was when we decided we were going to put this out, it was like, all right, well, do we have anything for art? Because there should be a picture when people click on it, you know? And like, no, and it got to be like the week before. And I was like, well, if anybody has anything better, like have at it, but how's this? And yeah. Everybody was kind of like, yeah, that works. So, you know. Yeah, but, it's cool. awesome. Yeah. It is really <laughs> it cool. It has like nothing to do with anything, but it's cool looking picture. So, it, yeah. It's very cool. And I like the title because, uh, well, it's live, you know, um, in, cool, in parentheses, Ry so livery, mm-hmm. and then seven seventeen twenty one, which is the date of the concert. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, uh, but it doesn't quite look like that. It's, it just says live, you know, then Ry, and then the date or just those numbers. And unless you kind of you know knew what was going on, it might yeah. not look. Yes. But um, we're in future looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked how that got yeah, set cool. out like that. Yeah, I did too. And uh, you guys. Does Livery know you put out an album uh, based on that, uh, on that you know, recording? I wonder if they I don't even, even know. know if they know about <laughs> it yet. Uh, they, you know, I think knew that it, it was a possibility. and um, They'd probably know. be thrilled, you yeah. know. Those guys are all about just, yeah. you know, helping everybody be able to be artists. Yeah. And uh, have some a, beer while you're there. Yeah, they've been a great help along the <laughs> and way. And some pizza as long as you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they, you know, and Brandon just brings in. I heard, I just saw today that he's having um, uh, Brendan from uh, Umphreys McGee, okay, uh, coming out like in three weeks. Wow, or, uh, next month anyway. Yeah, and I was like, that's awesome, you know, <laughs> like uh, that that, uh, and Brian Vanderark has played there. I mean, along the years, there's been Tab Benoit. I've seen Tab Benoit there. Saturday um, they have Sax Squash, the saxophone playing. Sasquatch guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that or not. But. No, I haven't. But uh, that would be hard to do, like through the, the yeah. Sasquatch it's it's face all over the internet. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's he's a legit sax player. It's actually um, it's it's Dean Mitchell, like Marcus King's sax player. He's doing this full time now. No, Marcus King's sax player is uh, um, is the, playing the delivery yeah. as uh, in a in a Sasquatch outfit. With, yes, uh, yeah. It's Dad Saturday, Costa. so I'll be in Chicago, oh, yeah. so I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. Know. Well, yeah. Dead and Company is yeah. uh, this weekend. You going to Dead and Company? Yeah. Cool. Saturday, I'll be there. All right, me too. Let's uh, <laughs> let's connect. <laughs> yeah, but, this is a big but weekend if you're not, for. Yeah, that's right. Go see the yeah. Sasquatch. I know. It's, it's got to be tough for... There's a lot of stuff coming on. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss that. Oh, no, I'm going to miss that. But, uh, you know, when when uh, Dead & Company come to Chicago, you gotta you got to go to Wrigley. Yeah. you got to see the show. That is going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, let's play another one from uh, from the album. Sure. And how... how what do we... Like, is it good, what are we... What's the name of the album? Like, I can live... It's not. It's, it's just, livery seven yeah, seventeen twenty one. Like, yeah. how, how do you yeah. say it out loud? You know. I think livery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Livery. Uh, <laughs> so, which song should we play now? Uh, we were gonna do "Break Silence" next, I think. Oh, that sounds good. So, what's uh, what's this one about? What do, what do we have to say about this one? Oh man, let's see. So, "Break Silence" is. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's kind of, so, you know, I mentioned the civilization kind of by the ocean and, um, 
you know, in any good story, of course, anyone in power is the corrupt uh, official. So it, it is uh, kind of the main character uh, pleading to the mm, citizens or the existing community like that this is might not be something that you have to continue to deal with. Like you can break free on your own kind of a thing. Cool. All right. Let's listen for this. Break silence off of uh, Modern Vulture's brand new album just up on Spotify called... And Apple Music. And Apple Music called uh, Livery 71721. Thank you, thank you. Here's another one of our own.
silence off of uh, modern vultures uh livery 717 that's uh, their live album that was recorded at the livery that we've just been talking about that uh that and it's a a different kind of song you know it's um uh it's got your singing more uh there's kind of less of the instrumental and stuff like that and where does that fit into the concept storyline uh it's it's towards I guess towards the you know the the kind of climax. So this is um, you know this is where he's getting the the locals to kind of break free of their tyranny, um, and it's shortly after that that he makes his realization that you know even even leading a, a you know a, 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 what's a depressed not depressed a um, Downtrodden, downtrodden <laughs> community. I guess uh-huh. uh, even leading them to their, you know, through their revolution is kind of it. It wasn't the satisfaction that he was looking for. Oh, wow. um, and so then he makes his realization that, uh, you know, it was it was the journey that that was worth living. It was the, you know, and these were the things yeah. that were important. And uh, so then, you know, he turns around and starts walking back to where he came from. Kind yeah. Of thing, so. Very biblical, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that like the up. story of Moses and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah, I don't think there was that much uh, commentary in the, right. the story of Moses in the same way. But, <laughs> no, that was, that was great. Uh, so you guys have another show coming up. What, uh, you mentioned uh, at Seeds Brewery in Union Pier, Ar- yeah. October 2nd. Yeah, their um, Oktoberfest that they're throwing. Cool. Their first. Other bands playing there, too? Yeah, yeah. They um, well, I was talking to Ryan that that owns it, um, and he kind of gave me a list of the people that he's reached out to, but he didn't give me a finalized. So I don't want to mention oh, anybody, yeah, yeah, and then no. uh, <laughs> you know them not end up being there, or right, you know, get confused that maybe they were supposed to be there and they weren't. So. <laughs> right yeah. here, oh, but we shit. are definitely going to be there. I can tell you that much. So yeah, I think we're playing. In, I think we were in the afternoon. Um, 
about four o'clock. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah four, four thirty. Like four, four thirty. Yeah. The, that was a place that went up in the middle of the pandemic. I'm glad to see that yeah. they're still hanging on and yeah. things are going well. And I'm not familiar with their beer. Is good. It's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan. Ryan's awesome. He was. Um, well, he was. He worked at Burnham for for quite a long time oh, with those did. guys. Uh-huh. And he was brewing over there, and yeah, you know, real inventive, and does he does really cool stuff. So he got the opportunity and and did his own thing, and it's it's been great. I've been over there a few times. So he's uh, it's his brewery, not like he's I not the so. brewmaster there, or it's his brewery. No, yeah, he owns it. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. cool. I think so. I'm fairly certain. I see. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, <laughs> well, right. the, the family. You know. Yeah. Either way, you guys are playing there October second, yeah. and he's the man. And that's he's all we the know. man. <laughs> all right, sounds cool. Well, that's uh, that's great. And um, so, what's the plan for the actual concept album? I mean, it sounds like you you want to play it. You want to play the songs a little more, get a little more comfortable with them before you go into the studio. Do you have like yeah. a place lined up where you're gonna? Uh, do the recordings and things like that we are uh you know as as any i guess you'd call local band uh strapped for cash uh so we're, we're trying to do it as as minimally as possible we've done some work on some of the songs when i would say we weren't quite ready yet we were at, uh with dave black oh yeah um, i was gonna, was gonna that, yeah yeah and and uh you know we i think spent a little bit too much time in his studio just kind of being like, ooh, what if we did this here, you know? And um, uh, given the amount of time and and a lot of the songs uh, that we play now, you know, or have played for a year are going to be on the album. And, you know, those are solid and ready to go. Um, Where maybe when we first tried, they they weren't. And so I think we're in a better place to to get it done um, now in a more realistic manner. I think what we're going to try and do is as much... Um, kind of at home as possible. Right, because you used to have all that equipment that you would uh, um, go and set up and and be the sound man at uh, different events. I mean, weren't you the sound man uh, for some of those Burnham events like in their early years? That's actually how I met Matt Sipian was um, right after I got my PA, I went out there and was running sound for a Burnham event and just had no idea what I was doing. And Matt came in and swooped in and Ah, saved the day. He was playing with a band there and he was like, you know, I was like, dude, I was looking frantic, and he walked over. He's like, you want to, you want a hand with some of those cables? And you know, he ended That's up sitting so with cool. me for the next few hours, kind of turning knobs and helping me out. And wow. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was many years ago, but um, that was that was how I was first introduced. And then you know, come to find out, like looking for a drummer and called yeah. him up, like, hey, do you remember me? And uh, he's still still playing today. So. Want to be in yeah. another yeah. band? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another How many one? can All you right. handle, Matt? Um, How often but, do you guys uh, get an opportunity to practice Modern Vultures? We try to do, we try to do once a week. Um, everybody's busy, you know, uh, Dustin and Matt, of course, with all their other bands, and Adam with some of his other projects, and everybody's got day jobs, and, you know, I've got the kids, and, uh, you know, we we try to do every Monday if we can. You know, we kind of have that time set aside, and uh, usually not the Monday right after we play a show that weekend. <laughs> usually we take right. a day off, you know. But uh, we've been pretty consistent, I would say, for the past few months um, on on that one day a week practice regiment, and we're in pretty constant communication. You know, we've got a group text in the band, and we shoot things back and forth, and yeah. You know, stuff like that right so, good communication yeah but it's i mean it's easy to have uh minimal practices with you know the the guys that i'm playing with i mean you know adam and matt and dustin 
for example, to bring it up again, the song that we learned yesterday, you know, we sat on my porch for, uh, you know, maybe five minutes and I showed Adam like the riff I had in mind for him to play. Um, and I told Matt, you know, this has got a five, four time section in the chorus. And he goes, okay. And that's as much information as all three of them had. And oh, we man. walked inside and I'd say within 45 minutes, we could play the song beginning to end. Uh, that's you know, beautiful. And it's that, just a that, testament to them and their, you know, their yeah. abilities. I mean, they're all of those guys make, for sure. make it easy for me. You yeah. know, I, I sit there and write the song and it takes me a month to figure out what I really want to do with it. And then I bring it to them and, you know, an hour later, we're like ready to play it live. Right. So. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen Adam do that with, you know, established songs that he's already knows. But yeah. this is, you know, helping to create this song out of uh, your notes and, you yeah. know, your uh, your ideas. That's outstanding. Great. Uh-huh. Great that you guys have put together such a strong band. Has it been like two years, two and a half years? It right? is. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. our it was two years uh, Labor Day weekend. Oh, so man. Our, 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 we, we played Burnham Labor Days. Uh-huh. And I mentioned to Blake a couple of days ago. I was like, it was two years that we did our first one, which was Burnham Labor Days. Yeah. So yeah, it was just after we just played this year's Burnham Labor That's Days. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. I saw you guys there. That was yeah. a really nice show. Band Beautiful day, too. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was a great, great party. Yeah. Awesome Blake, day. great yeah. having you on the show. Oh, thank you for um, having me. You guys have been listening to Blake Vissing from Modern Vultures and Adam Conley, our co-host, also with Modern Vultures. So uh, got a chance to hear different aspects of, of all that. Yeah. And you're listening to uh, Johnny Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, uh, WRHC, and 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan, WRHZ, and um, broadcasting from the beautiful new studios here. I, I can't say it enough. Oh. I mean, it's just nice that there aren't those, like, crazy smells from the carpet, or, you know, like the dead <laughs> mice when you first open the door. Like, that's all you could smell. You can see the cars go by. Yeah, and you can see the cars go by and the sun. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to... Close out with uh, another song off of Modern Vultures' Livery 1721 album. And this is one of the songs also that is part of the concept. Is not, actually. This is the one song that's not going to make that that album. All right. Well, let's listen. (laughs) Take it easy, guys. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Let me get this up there. 